Welcome to Linked Up, Breaking Boundaries in Education, a podcast that focuses on what is happening in education today, connecting everyone to the movers and shakers that are breaking boundaries in the education arena. Welcome to Linked Up, Breaking Boundaries in Education, the podcast that brings practitioners, leaders, researchers, and big thinkers right to your device. My name is Jamie Saponaro, and I have my podcast partner, Jerry, here. Hello, Jerry. Hey, good morning, Jamie. You know, we are really excited to introduce someone to all of you who is a mentor and who really focuses on SEL in the classroom through a program called Classroom Champions. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Welcome, Grace. Grace Defoe is our guest today, and she is an Olympic hopeful. I don't think we've ever had an Olympic hopeful on the show. Are we all Olympic hopefuls? I mean, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And her sport, I have to admit, I did not know much about. So Grace, we're going to just throw the ball to you right now and let you introduce yourself. Tell us about your sport and how you got to be part of Classroom Champions. Sounds great. So yeah, my name is Grace and I grew up, I'm in Calgary, Canada. Um, so just just north of you guys. And um, yeah, so I mean, I, I grew up doing sports from as long as I can remember. Basically, we I think I got my skates strapped to my feet when I was two and I skated figure skating competitively until I was 18. Okay. And just wasn't quite ready to be done being an athlete. And so I was kind of Vancouver 2010 Olympics were happening around that time. I was in high school and I'm like soft skeleton on the TV among many, many other sports. And I was like, you know what? I think I could try that. And it turns out it's one of the sports you can actually start as an adult. So there are very few. So I'm like, why not give it a whirl? And I'm very lucky that one of the two facilities in Canada, now the one in Calgary has since closed, but I started sliding up there so I could just go and try it um, on a night and, <laughs> and see how it goes. And I mean, how else are you going to know if you're going to like it unless you try it? So got pushed down from a lower start. It's very safe and, you know, probably went 50, 50 kilometers an hour. I will apologize for the miles per hour. American folks I don't know what it is in miles per hour but um (laughs) and basically I was hooked from there um they were looking for more females in the sport you know I'm I was 18 at the time and yeah I ended up trying it and then I was on the provincial team for two years so that kind of led into then competing internationally now I've competed in over 30 international races at the North Americans cup level and then we have kind of like we call it world cup b so world cup is like the top tier Um, The top three women in Canada are on that tier. And I was on kind of like the B League or the farm team. I did a few races there and I'm ranked fifth in Canada currently. And yeah, we're heading into an Olympic year, which will be very exciting and just looking to take in all the experiences. But that's kind of where I'm at now. I'll rewind a little bit. So a few years ago, I had kind of a injury riddled off season. Um, I had graduated the year before with a Bachelor of Health and Physical Education I was just looking for an opportunity that I could like, you know, build the career side as an athlete. We're always looking for opportunities that you can kind of fit in along the way to make sure that you're not completely neglecting your career um, for your post-sport life. And I applied to be actually an athlete mentor with Classroom Champions. And they kind of said, oh, you know, like you're not quite that Olympic hopeful we were looking for or Olympian, 
but we're actually starting an athlete intern program and you should come, you should come check it out. So I started as an athlete intern. I was there for kind of a full school, school year, the September to May, and then spent a couple months meeting with our founder um, and co-founder and president CEO. And I'm like, you know, I really want to work here. So he ended up bringing me back a couple months later as a contractor. And then I've worked in pretty much, I would say across the whole board in every sector of our, of our uh, company now, but now I work on the impact team. So I work directly with the teachers that are implementing our SEL mentorship program and I support them and kind of make sure they have access to all their platforms and any questions related to the content. I'm the person answering the emails and I also work with the athlete team. So onboarding a lot of the athletes and, and just trying to find athletes that we're, you know, give them a purpose and a way they can tell their journey in the classroom. So yeah, that's kind of where things are at and, and a little bit about me. Well, that's exciting. So, so you basically were a figure skater all your life and then saw this sport. It intrigued you. You, I mean, obviously not any athlete, any adult could do this. An adult can start, but you have to be an athlete. I'm quite sure of that. Um, so that's really exciting. And then you also have an education degree then you said. Uh, health and physical education. So in, in Canada, yeah. So in Canada, um, if I wanted to teach, I would have to go back and take another two year bachelor of education, but I focused a lot on the physical education side of physical literacy, long-term athlete development and kind of, you know, biomechanics, physiology, that, that realm. But yeah, I mean, I I've learned a little bit about classroom management and all that through the physical edu- education sphere. So that's great. So then you found this, this um, classroom champions program. And so what drew you to it? Um, and what exactly are the components? So I know it, it is helpful for SEL in the classroom, but you mentioned there is curriculum as well. I, what drew me to it is a lot of athletes that I, that I really look up to in the Olympic world and Paralympic world where uh, I saw them listed on the classroom champions website. And they, I saw a call out, um, the co-founder and president and CEO, Steve Messler, is a bobsled uh, gold medalist from Vancouver 2010. So I also knew about him through just sliding. He was on a legendary sliding crew um, with one of the best American bobsled pilots of all time. So I knew about him through that. And then I learned, I followed Classroom Champions on social media and just applied to be an athlete. And yeah, so that's kind of about how I knew what they were. And it just piqued my interest because, you know, we're always looking as an athlete on a way to tell your story. So. Um, that's initially what drew me in, but in terms of our actual programming, yeah. So we have two tiers that we work with right now. So the first one is mentorship plus, and that's our like classic where we say that the teacher gets live chats with the athletes twice a year. They, you know, they communicate regularly through our online platform with them and get to show them all that's going on in their classroom. Um, it really gives the kids, you know, this, this, person that they're looking up to, but they're like, oh, they're just an average human. They chat with us. They tell us their favorite color. They tell us about their struggles. Um, And it kind of develops into this really awesome school year long relationship. We also do have um, another program that's called SEL Foundations. And that one is just, they get eight, they're all the same topics. So they get the same topic videos like feedback, um, teamwork, goal setting, but they're all by eight different athlete mentors. So you, and you don't get quite the personal touch point that you do with the um, live chats you get in mentorship plus. However, both yes, do have on our online platform. Um, they have the videos, but they also come with 
you know, resources on how to teach the topic, sample lesson plans, we have family resources they can send home. We have all sorts of, in, we have English and Spanish and we're trying to expand to, fingers crossed, hopefully French coming up soon. Um, obviously I'm in Canada, so I, I would love to push for the French side. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's kind of, we have tons of resources and we're very much my, as the first point of contact, I guess, for support for teachers, my ear is always on the ground as to what, what teachers need um, and what they want. And so we're kind of like always coming up with more resources. You know, we heard that they wanted some more Spanish resources and the family resources in Spanish. So I'm like, great, we'll get those translated. Um, my team made that happen somehow and, uh, and we got that going. But yeah, it's not just these athlete experiences. They do also have the education component side, which I really think sets us apart um, because we get sport vehicle and we also then have the education backed SEL components. And then we also have a really awesome research team that runs pre and post surveys um, with the teachers and the kids just talking about, you know, reduction in bullying. And we look at those rates over the year and um, they get asked all sorts of questions. And we have an amazing re um, research team that handles that side. What is your outreach? What, what uh, are you mainly uh, reaching out to or have schools reaching out to you in Canada or other countries as well? So we're in both um, the United States and Canada. We're registered nonprofit on both sides. And I mean, it's a mix of us doing the reach out or someone recommending us, uh, say a current teacher, and then they you know, manage to convince their school district that they should buy into this or they have a friend. Um, we do offer, we've offered like friends codes or we gave the gift of SEL over the Christmas um, holidays that you know, if they wanted to nominate a teacher to get a scholarship um, or reduce the cost, they could. So we're always looking to find ways to reduce the cost barrier as well. We have a whole partnerships and, and funding team that's that's working on that. And then we have a couple of awesome, you know, sales team that they're working on also going to conferences. We just did South by Southwest EDU, um, among many other acronyms that, that uh, when I read, I'm like, I do not necessarily know exactly where all these are, but I know that our, our um, team is out there actively recruiting. And then we've actually also had a partnership with um, the Willie O'Ree documentary, who he was the first black player in the NHL, and that turned into a partnership as well with NHL. So we're also nurturing some relationships um, through that. You know, we had a free resource talking about Willie O'Ree's story related to the documentary that teachers could access. So it's kind of a mix. We get a lot of leads through our partners, but then also a lot of people do reach out to us and say, you know, this is really awesome. How do I get involved? Absolutely. So Grace, I was going to ask, first of all, if I were a teacher, would I either select the curriculum or a mentor or would I select both? Well, so the, I should be more, I should be more clear. The mentorship plus gets the curriculum as well. They just get the added of the, of the extra athlete videos of their specific athlete. You get all the same curriculum um, in the SEL foundations. It's just, you don't get that personal touch point with the, with the mentor. Um, it just depends too on, on maybe how much time. I know teachers are very busy in the classroom and not everyone has time to implement maybe the mentorship plus program in their first year. But we're also hoping that if they come in and they get SEL foundations, they truly see the magic of it. And then they come back to us maybe after a couple of years and they're like, okay, now I'm ready. I want to bring in an athlete. And we're going to work our hardest to make that happen. Um, you know, if anyone's interested, we're basically we're going to make it happen because we know how powerful our program is. And we see, 
you know, I get to see the moments of impact every single day of teachers telling me how impactful it's been or um, seeing what the kids are working on in the classrooms. They get posted to a private, um, private page within our platform and they get to talk directly with athlete mentor and talk about, you know, we're working on perseverance and here's what we did or here's what we did in our community. We gave to, we wrote letters to the frontline healthcare workers or something like that. And so I get to see the magic every day. So we're pretty much, I'm like, can we please make this happen? <laughs> great. And SEL is so in the news lately. And I know that teachers are so worried about teaching the academic curriculum that SEL is a curriculum piece that I think would be very welcome in most classrooms. Could you tell us, um, like what would a typical lesson look like on SEL? We don't like to be like, okay, it's time for, you know, specific SEL. We, we very much use it and disguise it through this. I shouldn't say disguise, that's not a good word, but we, we use the sport to be like, the athlete then talks about, we send them the athlete talking points as well. So the athlete, the education team proofs all that, um, that the athletes talk about in their videos, then our videos come back and get produced. And then the kids finally see the videos. So it's authentically embedded in. Yeah, and that's kind of what I, that's why I say disguise. It, disguise isn't the best word, but um, yeah, it's, it's embedded in. And, you know, when I joined the Classroom Champions team, I had a little bit of an idea of what SEL was, but I'm no, by no means an expert. But what I really learned is that my like lifelong experience as an athlete and all what we call the life lessons of sport are really just SEL curriculum that we, that we now are teaching the kids. So I really thought I didn't know much about SEL and then suddenly I was like, oh, wow, thank goodness for sport. I learned all of this. So yeah, it, it is basically kind of disguised behind the awesome athlete in sport, but the kids really do see, when we do our surveys, they really see the impact, um, you know, on the numbers that come back and the teachers see the impact on kids' behaviors improving, um, you know, and kids getting along better in their classroom, bullying reduction, like I said. So um, yeah, I mean, I think it just, the teachers aren't starting it off with this is SEL Wednesdays. Although I have heard one of our teachers who has said that they're like, it's time for SEL Wednesdays. And then they all put on their classroom champions t-shirts and they watch the athlete video. Oh. And it is the cutest thing on earth. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what are you finding are the needs of our students today, especially in the pandemic? Yeah, good, great question. And um, the teachers are normally the biggest advocates as well when we hold any sort of, we hold professional growth sessions and also informal hangouts every month. Basically they alternate with our teachers and they're always willing to come up with, this is what my class needs. This is what we think would be impactful. And we've also really had to strip that back and be like, but what do you need as well as teachers? Because we're also wanna help them be their best, best self. And it's been a really obviously tough year. Um, we we started about a year ago, we did a full, we called it the COVID town hall and we brought a bunch of anyone that wanted to sign up that was like a past teacher, current teacher involved, any sort of partner, they came to a big Zoom meeting and we were just like, how can we help you? Um, and we all went into breakout, breakout groups and came up with a bunch of stuff. And um, it's crazy now to reflect back on a year ago, we knew nothing about online learning really. Um, but Classroom Champions has always been a digital mentorship experience since the last 11 years so we really also had a little bit of an upper hand of oh we have this technology let us help you um, and help you navigate that so we've also been helping the students and the teachers navigate that um, a big challenge is for the live chats 
for sure that we normally host. It's hard because now the students might be logging in on their own devices. And we also have, obviously we sign, we get the families to sign the waivers talking about image release forms so that they can maybe show their face on the camera. And that's also been a huge challenge. Just we had to figure out a digital way to do that. Um, normally it's just a paper copy that gets sent home and then faxed back to us. But really students just, we are programming really, we believe that kids need a stable mentor um, that's kind of outside their family unit and or friend circle. It's like this other person and they're like, it really makes a difference. They know that someone out there, this athlete is like believing in them and also saying like, you're helping motivate my training, um, which totally does happen. We do surveys with the athletes as well. So really, I mean, students are just, I actually find they're adapting quite well from what I've heard, despite all the crazy challenges. Um, they seem to be really, for the most part, like pros now. And also at Zoom, at like the Zoom etiquette, I find that all the live chats that I've posted, um, they know how when to mute and unmute and all this stuff. So I think kids are so adaptable. I think the hardest part is just the in-person interactions that, the, that they're really missing. For those that haven't gone back, we do have a few districts that are still completely online um, that are in our teacher cohort, but we have some that have started to go back or are half and half, so. I love that you're mentoring students and encouraging them to move forward because I think when you do know that somebody cares about you that it just makes such a difference and I'm sure that they relate well to the athletes and the young people that are encouraging them. So it sounds wonderful. Yes and I really appreciate also the fact that you have a focus on teachers as well and their needs and their uh, well-being because that is important. They need to uh, be, their needs need to be addressed as well in order to best support their, their students. So uh, it's really important. I think that's great that you all have acknowledged that as well. And I know that perseverance, community, and emotions are critical uh, to the work that you all do. Can you explain how that is all incorporated? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and this is kind of, I'm going to jump over and put on my athlete hat a little bit more. Um, you know, I juggle between the two hats, but they become, they intersect at some point. So really like perseverance is what, a story of perseverance is what brought me to Classroom Champions. And that's that um, I had been sliding for about six years, um, represented Canada, like I said, about 20 to 30 international races at this point. And I was pretty much cut from our national program being like, we don't think you have the potential try again, or maybe like, or maybe don't, but I was kind of in the pool of athletes about to make the national program. And I basically then got cut. And I was like, I have had at that point, put all my eggs in, in this sport basket, you know, just graduated from university. And I thought, this is my time. I'm going to give sport a go. And then it's like, and then I'm like, Oh, well now what do I do? And that is around the same time when I ended up just taking this internship with classroom champions that I, had no, like, you know, I knew about the, about the organization, but not about the inner workings of it. And that's very much what my internship was based in. And I just think it's such a, such a blessing of an opportunity that I got to spend like in a year where I would normally be traveling and competing all through Europe and, and North America. I stayed home a lot that year and I ended up using my time obviously um, to build some career experience. And I'm very thankful that it turned into that, but what could have been and what I consider like a setback in my athlete career was very much a perseverance. And around that same time, I sat down with my 
you know, all my coaches kind of on my personal side of my strength coach. And I'm like, I want to make, you know, a go at the national team. What do I need to do? And they basically, we stripped back everything that they thought I needed to rebuild, you know, and I came back and in October, 2019, I slid in our Canadian um, selection race series and I was named to the national team. So to go, you know, to throw one last Hail Mary and actually make the national team. And then I was like, oh, well now I got to actually see how far I can take this. And so I kind of say that a lot of people have counted me out in my skeleton career and it's been me believing in myself and having to persevere through a lot of stuff that's been thrown my way and, and make my way through it. And community is a huge part of that. And that includes the classroom champions community, um, but also my family and, and my inner circle that, you know, I rely heavily on them to make sure um, that I can be the best athlete and person at work and family member I can be. And it very much, when we talk about community and our lessons through the athlete mentors to the kids, um, you know, we talk about leaning on those around you and how to kind of like, how we can all be better together. And I feel like with my, with my people I have behind me, the organizations, the, the singular people, um, that very much has just made made me who I am. And that's also why I'm so passionate about giving back to other communities, like to our teacher and athlete community through Classroom Champions, because I know how, how powerful it can be. Um, and then just touching on emotions. I mean, I, I am a very emotional person and I'm okay with, you know, being in touch with them and, and acknowledging when they happen. And I think that sometimes we're taught that it's not okay to express them or that you need to hide them. And if anything, especially during COVID, it is shown me that like you need to express them and acknowledge them but then there comes a point where you need to then be like okay that's in a box we need to move on um and I use a lot of breathing um and I actually learned this from my sports psychologist is like the box breath where you breathe in for three hold for three and then out for three and you go in a rotation basically and then I found out that that's actually um we have taught that in our curriculum in the past. And I was like, if only I had learned that when I was a kid, you know, I had to learn that as an adult and it is a wonderful tool. Breath is so wonderful. And the fact that we're starting, um, you know, we have that in our, in our emotions unit is so I think impactful and it's definitely, it's a newer unit in our curriculum and it has been a huge, it has been a huge success from what we've heard from our teachers. The beautiful thing about it is you can calm down anywhere. You don't have to have anything with you. Once you learn this, you always have your breath and you can just do it right there on the scene. And I'm so glad that we're teaching kids these skills to self-regulate and calm down. Like you said, I wish they would have had them when we were all in school because they are so helpful. Jamie. Yeah, you know, I, I you, you, you use the word or you were phrased that emotions, and sometimes we are told that we need to, you know, squash them, right? Or a lot of times the term is, oh, someone's so emotional. Well, just as you said, we have to acknowledge those in order to cope with those, right? So it is so important that we are in touch with our emotions, that we are in tune with them, that we acknowledge them so that we can uh, put into place those coping skills so that we can then put them in the box where they belong um, when they need to be, and then actually use them for stress relievers and to cope when we need to be using them that way. So I think that's a really important thing. And then I also, really uh, appreciated your talk about perseverance because 
although you do need your community to help you persevere, I think you really touched on an important component to that. And that is that you have to believe in yourself first. And, and that is the only way you're going to be able to persevere. And I think that is such an important life lesson that you learned um, as a student athlete that I think is great to share as you're doing through Classroom Champions. So um, I think you know, all, all of those come into play are so important. I think it's great that they're all part of the curriculum and how you express those to students is super important. Absolutely. Sharing your story is so important that kids know that you've actually had some roadblocks and hurdles to overcome because sometimes I think they think they're the only one maybe. And the fact that you're willing to share is, is really great. Yeah. That mentorship and making those connections. That's the only way kids can see, Oh, I'm, I'm normal. This is, this is exactly the way it's supposed to be. I can do this too. Yes, and I know there's a lot of classrooms out there that would be interested in your program. Can you tell us how they would get a hold of you or the program or how they could get connected? Yeah, so our website is classroomchampions.org. That kind of brings you to the main page. Um, our platform is teach.classroomchampions.org and we offer a freemium so you can sign up, you get a little bit of a sneak peek of content. It won't be there forever, so you should use it and, and look at it while you have it. Um, but then to get in contact with, with me and my team, it's, um, you know, there's buttons on the website and on the, on the platform that'll say like, contact us here. Those will bring you to the same places, but the community at classroomchampions.org is kind of where you find me most, most of my working day, answering, answering what's going on in there. But yeah, um, like I said, if you're on our website, look for the contact us now or on the teach.classroomchampions.org platform, there's a contact us now. They all come to the same place. We're a pretty small team. So you'll one way or another end up with either me or someone else from the impact team answering. But yeah, I mean, if you're interested and you're listening and you want to know more, um, send us an email or get, get in contact with us. And we're happy to tell you more about our programming and as well, you can follow us on social, um, Twitter's at Classroom Champs, and a lot of teachers, you know, are sharing the story of their mentorship on Twitter as well, so you can also search by the mentions and see some, what some teachers are saying and, you know, first-hand experience and use those as testimonials as, as to why you should come join us. Absolutely. That's great. I, I'm sure people will be looking into that after this podcast today. So, that kind of wraps us up for today. So if you all would do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and not miss any of our episodes, we thank you for joining us today and staying linked up. And thank you so much, Grace. And we want to follow you and make sure we watch all of the great things you are doing and hope you make it to the Olympics. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, you can find me. My website is gracedafo.ca. That's my athlete hat. Um, and at Grace Bako on social media. So if you want to follow my athlete journey as well, um, you can find me there. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the time to talk about Classroom Champions and a little bit about my personal side as well. You bet. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to stay linked up, be sure to follow us on Apple and Spotify and subscribe to us on YouTube.